0: Ordered a sectional. I got the measurements. I was like, okay, I'm, I went into the room. I was gonna put it in. I measured. Like, okay, that looks like it's gonna be a good fit. But when it showed up, it was like almost dollhouse furniture. I was like, this, <laughs> I make, this. I mean, if you were gonna if you were gonna stage a house and you wanted to make a smaller room look larger, this was perfect <laughs> <laughs> for, for everyday use. I'm never gonna be able to sit on this. <laughs> but my kids love it. It's playroom furniture. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast from Mazuma that shares motivational stories from small business owners. I'm Greg. And I'm Ben. Today, we're talking with Dayan, the owner of M&D Ventures, an e-commerce business that specializes in home goods. Dayon, welcome.
0: Uh, thanks for having me.
1: Hey, we're super excited to have you on today. And to hear your story, we know you've always had an interest in home good. Tell us a little bit about how that interest began.
0: Kind of came from like shopping online to find things for the home. And some of the things I would find, they didn't quite meet my expectation from what I was viewing online. For example, I ordered a sectional. I got the measurements. I was like, okay, I'm, I went into the room. I was going to put it in. I measured like, okay, that looks like it's going to be a good fit. But when it showed up, it was like, Almost dollhouse furniture. I was like this. I, make, I mean, if you were going to stage a house and you wanted to make a smaller room look larger, this was perfect <laughs> <laughs> for, for everyday use. I'm never going to be able to sit on this, but my kids love it. It's playroom furniture. It's supposed to take two people to move a couch. If you can do it with one, you got a problem.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, Deon, tell us a little bit more about your business then and what you're doing now with M&D.
0: Right now, I'm working with my wife. And when we uh, get a product, we test it before we place it on our site. We're constantly on uh, social media, follow different pages and uh, look at the designs and what they have in their house. We watch a lot of YouTube. If you watch a lot of YouTube webisodes, you'll see a lot of different like, designs in the homes that they use for their sets uh-huh. i'm like wow i wonder if i can find that somewhere else so we'll search the internet and we'll we'll find a piece that's similar and we like that we'll do the research to find what, where they got it where we can find it we might find something here in albuquerque we might find something that's unique that's being sold here in the southwest and we'll test that out and bring it to the home and see how it's sturdy so currently right now we have like a love seat, a modern design type love seat. so it has the, like wooden legs on it you know, that are kind of more skinny so you really want to test that out for the sturdiness and you want to test that out for the quality of the wood that they're using If you have to assemble it that's like hard to assemble or what the finished product is like and we'll say okay it passes our test and we'll add that to the site for a little while and see how it does and if you know if it does well or doesn't do well we'll change to a different channel to sell it on or our platform or whatever that's mainly how we go about our process. Oh
2: wow! That's That's great. So is it mostly on Amazon then, or
0: Amazon is one of our sales channels, but we only move things that are a good response. Then we'll move that into the the Amazon space. The website is where things are tested and where we get that customer interaction. I have a, I have a, I have a eclectic looking home. There's furniture from all different, <laughs> different <laughs> things, you know. And once we get it, we gotta gotta keep it or try to you know re- you know resell it or whatever, it. but. Yeah. That's probably not the most effective business model, but for what we want to do and put our name on it, that's the way we have to do it for now. And so, yeah. You know, yeah. Grow, grow a little bit more and then we can. Well, oh, for you know, sure. You, know, you great.
1: Yeah. What you're doing is you're verifying the quality of what you're selling. You want to make sure that what yeah. you're doing is quality and providing a real good service and product to customers. Mm-hmm. So
2: right. And these days, online shopping is just growing and growing and it's just becoming a bigger problem. I think we've all experienced what you're describing, that ordering something and then it being not the color, not the size, not the something that we thought it was going to be. And the problem's just going to get worse. And so we're going to probably be relying more on companies like yours to help us.
0: People want great prices, but they want a, a very high quality look. That's what we're really looking for. That looks like it should be in a movie star's house, but hey, I can afford to put it in my house. Yeah. That's right? <laughs> <I guess laughs> you know? great.
1: So, when you do get a product or you find a product, what's your process for testing that?
0: So we have our son. We have three daughters. So,
1: do, so do you set it up and allow them to jump on it for so many, so many days, and then it gets, it's still,
0: yeah, yeah, it gets lived, it gets lived on, right? Spill so the Cheerios, it's, yep, it's good knock it over, see what, see how it handles <laughs> that, and you know those type of things. And we, just, you know, look at it under light. We'll put it on our social media pages to see if people, oh, we like that, we don't like that, or see how it looks in the sunlight with the might have a. A bright light in that room or may have a more warm light just to see if the color is going to be what it says like if it's supposed to be a certain type of purple but well, when you put in the light it looks more blue right people want to know all those type of things right and that really helps us to describe the product you know because like, oh it's, it's supposed to be wood right but then you get in it, and it's like oh it's really like a wood colored plastic so people <laughs> I said. I said, we can't we can't sell that as wood anymore right
2: so you're getting into the details for sure yes. then
0: that's the fun part for us. To kind of like, this isn't really what this is what it said. It was yeah. be.
2: right.
1: I'm interested. What were you doing before you started this business? Were you were oh. have you always been entrepreneurial? Is or is this a new venture for you?
0: I've had a, a courier business. I had a business where I would fix treadmills and exercise equipment. So if you ever went to like a, a gym or something and. We're like, Well, wow, I want to take care of all those treadmills and all that stuff. Or when it breaks, what happens? You were the man. Wow. I was the guy. Yeah. So I would do that at that level and warranty work for a, a big box department store. I don't want to say their name, but when somebody bought something and they wanted it, pay for it to be assembled, i would go pick it up and take it to them and assemble it in their home. Or if something got sent back to that store, I would come in and I would fix it at the store and vice versa. So I've always had this entrepreneurial type thing, but I have a lot of physical work, so I'm like, oh, let me let me try to get into more of this internet and e-commerce type stuff. It's not as hard on the, on the back, I would say. Right? Yeah. yeah trying to pick up a tr- Trying to pick up a treadmill. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You've done other businesses before. Was there anything that surprised you as you transitioned into this type of business?
0: The other businesses, my marketing was a lot easier. You know, trying to uh, run social media ads, and I would say I'm still learning that. That is a you can probably get a you probably offer a PhD course in the, <laughs> the amount of the information that you have to know to to get someone to follow your social media funnel, right? <laughs> yeah. So
1: what have you done to kind of overcome those differences or how, how have you educated yourself in order to bridge that gap?
0: I dove into it at first, just kind of, to throw some money at it, but that was, that, if you only want to see how fast money you can go up and smoke. <laughs> you to, to do this on your own, right? Yes. So I, I've, I've had to, uh, you know, get deal with some people that are really good at they're good at this type of stuff. And they've been willing to, per se, teach me. And I've been able to follow a couple mentors and things like that. So that's really what it's really come down to is you've got to find the right mentors and people that are willing to share that information with you. Sometimes they don't share for free, but education always has a cost, right?
1: So, Deon, I wanted to ask you the general growing pains with starting a new business and trying to get things going. But the past few years specifically have been challenging for for most everybody because of the pandemic. We're living in a total different world that none of us have ever experienced before. What was a challenge that you had to face related to the pandemic, or you know, in the last two years, and how'd you overcome that challenge?
0: There's been a lot of it's online. When you're dealing with like UPS and trying to get stuff delivered to people, and nobody was doing. Inside delivery, right? Everything's getting left at the door. If it's furniture, they mostly want to get delivered inside, and so you have to kind of work around that and find those challenges. And be like, well, that's not what they're going to be able to do. They'll get it into inside the doorway for you, but that's as far as they'll deliver it. That was the biggest challenge for me. And then shipping-wise, like actually just getting stuff on time around Christmas time. This one item, it just got so popular from like the middle of November through the end of the year, I think what happened was another company went there and just bought up a lot of oh, them. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 A larger company. So I was like, oh, man. So I had this one customer. They called me. They're like, I haven't got it yet. She was an elderly lady. And she was like, I got this as a gift for my pregnant daughter-in-law. And you know oh, saying? I was well. like, oh, you're not going to be able to take it to her. I really wanted to make that right. And so, so I just felt so bad about not being able to get that to them on time. And it was one of my things where, like, you know, that's coming comes in like when you're new. You don't. It's hard to really be as organized as you want. Sometimes too much comes in, and you're just like, "Oh, I'll let that customer down." But just did what I had to do to make it right. You know, I was like, "I will get it to you." I was like, <laughs> "I, I went and found it and I bought it and sent it to her, and, and I gave her money back."
1: Oh, that's so, impressive.
2: That is yeah. really cool. It yeah. highlights some I think a lot of small business owners feel when they. Are starting out and and even after they've been going for a while, a happy Mm -hmm. customer is often a lot more important than money in the bank. I mean, how many business owners could say that they've lost money doing something for a customer to make them happy and to make sure they didn't have a bad experience? I think every business could say that. There's something just the higher purpose in, in our business. It's always that confidence, that trust, and that desire to serve each other. That really overrides the money.
0: We want to put the customer first. We want them to have a good experience because we want to have good experiences ourselves. You know, that's like, that's what led us into this. So we try to like make sure everybody, it was exactly what it was. And and I felt like they didn't take advantage of me. That's what we strive for.
2: I guess running a business also helps you recognize why those things happen sometimes
0: too, right? Why
2: sometimes businesses do struggle to deliver on what they are committing to do, it's often more complicated than the customer realizes sometimes. Yeah. and
1: Your level of compassion and patience starts to increase the more or the longer that you own your business and deal with more things and you start interacting mm-hmm. with other people. And that, that for sure is a, a byproduct of that. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dayon. We would like to end this with one last question that we ask all of our guests. And that is, what is it that keeps you going as you run your business?
0: For me, it's a personal satisfaction i get from just being able to deliver something f- that people want i just know like, one day it's going to be it's going to be huge and I, there's a i don't know this, this it's probably this little thing it's proverb you seen where like this this guy he's, he's like digging for 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 treasure right and he stops when he has one shovel swing to go he stops,
1: <laughs> right yeah
0: i don't want to be that guy i always tell to hit that treasure right so that's what keeps me going
1: that's great. And thanks for being on and sharing your story today. It's inspiring to hear what you're doing and the good that you're doing out there because of your business as well. Thanks, Deon. Thanks.
2: Yes, thank you. Nice to you guys. You too. too.
1: Thank you listeners for joining us today. If you or someone you know would like to share your small business story, please go to MizumaUSA.com slash keep going and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. And if you are looking for tax advice for your small business, be sure to join our Keep Going Facebook group and check out our website at MizumaUSA.com. Thank you.